baseball and whatever. With special guest, Jason Kendall. Kendall is running 3-2 pitch, swing and a miss, strike three, throw to second base. Kendall is safe, Jason getting his first stolen base of the year. Major League Baseball catcher for 15 years. Runner going 2-0, pitch a strike, Kendall throw to second base, out at second. Benjamin with a tag, Renteria is caught stealing. What a perfect throw from Jason Kendall. Three-time All-Star, legendary Pittsburgh Pirate. Goes toward right center field. Look at this ball go to the gap. Not only the Bucks tie it, they'll take the lead as Kendall pulls in at second with a two-run double of the six. That's got to be the best part I've ever seen. Alrighty, guys. Hello, everybody. Uh, Justin here. Vinny's here. Baseball, whatever. We have a special edition. Uh, I, I, I probably said this the first time we had this guy on. If you would have told me in Little League and then in middle school and high school watching this guy's career as I grew up in Chicago, that uh, I would get to talk to him and text with him and have him on the show, I would have said, you're uh, you're crazy. I would not have believed you because who, who the hell are we, Vinny? I, I don't know. We're, we're, we're a bunch Nobody. of nobodies. So uh, anyway, uh, we, are, we are lucky enough to be joined by Jason Kendall, MLB All-Star. You probably know him best as a Pittsburgh Pirate, uh, also a Cub, Brewer. Oakland A. I, I still remember his Oakland A's days as well. He's been nice enough to join us again. Jason, thank you so much for coming back on, man. We appreciate it. No, you guys, thanks. Anything you guys need at any time, uh, let me know. You guys are you're good people. And uh, thank you. My pleasure. My pleasure. Well, thank you. Well, if, if you're tuning in for the first time, uh, hell of a time to tune in. Like I said, we have Jason on. Uh, you can find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash baseball and whatever. You can tweet us at baseball and what. Find us on your podcast apps of choice. And you can also tweet us at baseball and what. Uh, oh, and the, the voicemail slash text line, 1-913-808-3278. That number again is 1-913-808-3278. So, uh, we're going to talk about a variety of things. We're talking about the this year's um, you know home run ch- home run chase with Aaron Judge in the AL. We're going to talk about the '98 season, get Jason's perspective on what it was like in baseball. I mean, I know for me, that's when I was really into Little League. I think '98, I would have been turning 12, so I was pretty pumped. Um, we're going we're going and maybe, maybe a little bit about some uh, managerial openings down the road. We'll talk about that too. But uh, Vinny, since this was your brainchild, you kind of came up with this and pitched it. Um, go ahead, take it away, Vinny. Right. Jason, thanks for coming back on with us. Um, I know no, last time. Where's Craig? He's, Craig? He's got a lot going he's on right now. waiting for another kid. Another kid. <laughs> no, he's, I he's understand got, it. I know, I know we <laughs> talked busy. about it before the show started. Uh, yeah. Parenthood is really tough. It is. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it doesn't get any easier. You know, I, kept I wish thinking, I could tell you guys, but it doesn't. Yeah. I kept thinking, like, before we had our daughter, I'm like, looking around, I'm like, oh, you know, these people have kids. Oh, that person has a kid. Okay, well, I definitely have my shit together more than that person. I, I got this. No problem. No, no, no. not really. Not no. really. Hanging on by a thread. Ready for so, it. so, all right, let's get to the baseball talk, Vinny. Take it away. So, for me, the 98 season, the home run chase between Sosa and McGuire, that's how I pretty much got into baseball. Um, and that, that season was just crazy. I just remember every day looking in to see the, the box scores to see if Sammy Sosa hit another home run. Um, from your perspective playing in that, what was that season like, uh, being a catcher and having to call games facing those two guys? What was that like? Uh, number one, I guess it was loud when, when they did hit him, <laughs> so I did have the best seat in the house, but no, um, you know what? They, they kind of brought baseball back. Yeah. 
from that yeah. 94 to 95 strike and then you know had 96 97 was i don't want to say brought it back but they they brought the hype back um um because it wasn't a, a very cool chase and obviously they're in the division you know the central division mm-hmm. um so no it was it was exciting what do i remember i mean I, I remember, you know, obviously St. Louis and Wrigley are always packed anyhow. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the one thing that I, I do remember about um, that is, is everybody was talking about the home runs, but these guys were good hitters too. Mm-hmm. And obviously the, what you saw on ESPN, what you saw on, you know, all the, um, the networks were just the home runs. Cause that's what everybody was into. But, you know, you didn't see the, the, the slider down and away, uh, driven into the right center gap. And I think that was what was more impressive to me from being there. And I, I look at it different because I okay. was there and, and I even, I even watch baseball games a lot different than, um, you know, I think anybody that's played baseball mm-hmm. um, probably watches games a little different uh, just because they've, I mean, I still watch the game today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm watching the Padres and um, Phillies right now. And yeah, you know, would I do this? Would I do that? So I, I kind of watched it a little bit different. Um, but I mean, those are the things that I remembered, I think more than anything, because I mean, they weren't hitting 220, 230. Yeah. I mean, you know, it wasn't, I don't know, it wasn't like 350. It wasn't Tony Gwynn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, they were hitting the, I mean, they were, you know, they're getting their hits here. I mean, and obviously catching, going over the scouting reports before games, um, you know, obviously um, the first thing is don't let these guys beat you. Yeah. Um, you know, when in doubt, walk, uh, yeah. walk them or, you know, pitch them tough. And, but they had good eyes. They obviously took their walks. Um, they could hit the ball out of the ballpark. And um, I, I think more than anything, it was, it was one of the things that I do remember more than anything was baseball being kind of just the, the, the hype of the whole thing. It was, it was brought in back because the, the 94, 95 strike. And then I was still in the minor leagues mm-hmm. at that time, but it was, yeah, it's a downer. And, you know, that's, about work stoppage that's one of the the um obviously negative things doesn't matter what sport it's in i mean but um it took a good couple years for it to get back on track and i think those two guys are uh two of the guys who kind of put it back on track i i know i know like it's funny you bring it up about them kind of putting it back on track like i remember i started really getting into baseball like around 1995 because that's when i I had previously been playing ice hockey and then i i took a break started playing little league and stuff and I remember Cal Ripken's Ironman streak. I was like completely enamored with that. I remember, you know, Camden Yards being relatively new at the time and being such a cool stadium, at least from, you know, a kid in Chicago, never being. No, absolutely. Uh, And then, like I said, Cal Ripken is still like, he was one of my favorites growing up. Um, But yeah, I I feel like, like that started to bring people back. And then the home run chase kind of like finished it off and kind of carried it. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, it's crazy what that did in order to get people back because like you said that that strike was so damaging for such a while for such a decent period of time so well i mean it, it wasn't even um i mean it was national nationwide i mean it was uh, mm-hmm. uh worldwide news because it was something i mean you look at the names that you're talking about you know maris and you know ruth and yeah, i mean the, you're talking about names that everybody knows um mm-hmm. everybody even if you're in i don't Take Germany somewhere. Yeah. Someone's going to yeah. tell you who Babe Ruth was, or I, I would assume. I don't know, but I mean, it's like Pele. I mean, any sport yeah. has their guys. Yep. And so, um, it was it was uh, worldwide news, and it was it was something cool. And I will tell a little story here too. Actually, remind me to tell a story because okay. after that year, I did go to um, Japan on the, the Major League All Star 
um, tour that they did every two years and mm-hmm. so was on our team. But uh, I will just remind me to, to, to talk about that later um, because it was pretty cool. Okay. Sounds good to me. Sounds, Sounds good. To me. good. Knowing what we know now about that season and that, I guess, the steroid era, um, was it, I guess, known amongst players that some guys might have been using? Or I, I mean, because for me, I was nine years old at the time. That went right over my head. Never yeah. suspected anything. I just thought these guys were great baseball players. Um, so I, I was unaware of it until everything came out later. And obviously, you know, a lot of people use the, well, they never tested positive for it. So I guess um, as a player's perspective, was it known that these guys might be doing something to kind of skirt the the rules there to, to get an advantage? I don't, you know, it's funny because I have a completely different take on, on the whole steroid era. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And it becomes like, I, I'm trying to think of what me and my brother, I, I might've been in third grade. He might've been in fourth grade. Well, one of our Christmas presents um, was we wanted to get the Sports Illustrated uh, uh subscription mm-hmm. that was one of our, our christmas presents so we got it and um and i remember as uh the first one we ha- we got was lyle alzada was on and he was talking about you know the whole stairway so we asked you know you know obviously my dad or my mom what what is what is steroids what is i mean i'm like i yeah. said i'm probably six seven however sure. old it is. and um you know he explained everything to us and um my take on the whole uh, steroid era thing is is I mean you still got to hit the ball like in my mind Barry Bonds is the best hitter I've ever seen I mean as far as the ball sinking cutting um, you still got to hit the ball and what it, uh, how I look at it is you're cheating your family later on in life because your heart's gonna explode yeah. you're probably losing ten years on your life that's kind of how I look at it, especially now as a um, as a father and sure. you mm-hmm. know you, you want to be around as long as, as as possible for for your family to enjoy the the kids grandkids what etc cetera, etc cetera. um so that's how i kind of look at it now if you want to go to the other uh part of it where does the ball travel further well i mean i'm assuming it i never i never hit home runs um but <laughs> so i mean i i got an easy out on that one excuse my language but um <laughs> uh, but um you know if you really, really look back and dissect it, you look back at the following year or the, the, the year after they started testing. And if you really, really dissect into it and jump into it and look, you can see who did it and who did not. Mm-hmm. Because guys were, it wasn't like, oh, he's, I have a strained hamstring. I'm going to be mm-hmm. out for, you know, six days or the 15 day DL. Or, well, I guess it's now it's the 10 day, whatever it is. Guys snap things. Their calf mm-hmm. muscles, their arms, their mm-hmm. I mean, guy, they were done for the year. I mean, I you could I remember very uh, uh like it was yesterday, certain guys, you know, trying to stretch a single and a double, next thing you know, they're they're held up and they're yep. done for the year. So if you really want to dive deep into it, you can see because their muscles weren't ready for yeah. the the, the yeah. wear and tear on a daily basis that it was the year before, mm-hmm. because and so it wasn't like, hey, I'm I'm out for 15 days. No, you're out for the year with a snapped hamstring or a snapped calf or a. So if you really want to dive deep into it like that, but I mean, you still have to hit the ball. Does it make the ball go farther? Probably. I mean, I don't know. All I know is when I left Three River Stadium, and they put that 411 out in left center, 
damn, I couldn't tell you how many times I flew out to 411 when in Three Rivers it was a home run. But um, it's just one of those things. So, I mean, it, it's now obviously the, the the testing now in every sport is um, is needed and is 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 uh, I I dig it because you don't want people. Losing their lives early, yeah. you know, these, these stars, these you know people that the icons, the people that look up to. So, um, but I mean, in my mind, greatest hitter I've ever uh, played against Barry Bonds, without a doubt. And that year, catching um, behind, you know, Sosa and McGuire, pretty mm-hmm. good. But uh, I was more impressed, and I can remember more of them taking certain pitches off the plate and you know getting doubles or singles. Or mm-hmm. th- that was what was more impressive to me than just the the bombs. Hmm. Nice. What uh, nice. I I I'm I'm very curious. What was your reaction to this season with Aaron Judge and you know breaking the AL home run record? And I know we talked about it on on one of the episodes recently, or Vinny and I did about you know R- Roger Maris Jr. really really advocating for his dad and and kind of trying to kind of Vinny. I don't know how would you describe it. Just kind of really trying to downplay that '98 season. You know Bonds' season Bonds in the record. early aughts. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it seemed like, yeah, it, it was kind of frustrating to a certain point because I think similar to your point, Jason, is when I was younger in high school and that was going on after a while, I was like, oh, this is this is so wrong. They shouldn't be doing this. And now as an adult, I'm like, you know what? Like you said, it still takes a certain amount of of, of talent and ability to be able to put the bat on the ball, because if you if you if anybody could do it, then you wouldn't need it. But. What what's what was your take on uh, Aaron Judge's season and what he accomplished this year? Phenomenal! What an unbelievable season! And um, you know he's got he has the American League home run record. So I, I don't know I, I don't really know the whole story with Maris's um, kids and everything. But again, it's Roger Maris. Yeah, everybody knows Roger Maris, and and um, obviously the New York Yankees are a very very special organization, if not one of the you know arguably the top five organizations in all of sports. Um, what an unbelievable year. And you know, I can take this conversation right now and turn it into the playoffs right now because, and I'm sure we'll get into that later, but you don't want time off. Right. You do not oh, yeah. want time off right now yeah. as far as, and I was a part of it in 2006 and I don't mean to, t- to turn around the whole thing, but I mean, watch what Aaron Judge does now because it took him two or three days to get into that. Yeah. He, he was getting every- booed. We had six we in the 2006 year it was with the Oakland A's. We went in and we swept Minnesota. Detroit and New York played. Uh, they won all five games, and I remember going to the Coliseum like every day. You can simulated games or whatever. It's it's not the same. It's it's completely yeah. different. And um, we got swept by the Tigers. We were without a doubt, and I, I don't care what anybody says. We obviously weren't the best team, but we were the best team on paper. Right. Um, mm-hmm in the whole playoffs, but we had those five days off and man, I'm telling you what you do not want those. I love the new setup. I love the three games, but I mean, they got to figure out a way to get to where you can't have that time. But getting back to judge, um, I really, truly, this is just me being a baseball guy. I have a feeling he's just going to go off in this Houston series because his timing's back. Yeah. Is he's, I mean, it's, it's different, a simulated game at uh, uh, Yankee Stadium with your own pitchers. Where it's completely different than actually being um, in a real game, the playoff atmosphere, or just somebody with a different uniform on. Yeah. Yep. 
I'm 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 curious too. I, <laughs> there are so many Cubs fans out here on sports radio that are going nuts about oh Aaron Judge is going to come and play you know left field for in Wrigley and I I don't know I think I don't know if the Cubs management has the uh, the wherewithal to yeah. offer him that big of a contract. But I, I am kind of curious, kind of continuing with that hitting trend and in the contact and power. And obviously you were a, a phenomenal uh, contact hitter, you know, when you played and. I remember you, I, you you were pretty damn near close to 300 most seasons, weren't you? If not. I had, I had some, yeah, um, you had quite a few, didn't you? I thought you did. I, I, yeah, I think I had like, I honestly, I don't know how many, <laughs> but I think I had uh seven, eight, okay. well, maybe that... six, seven, eight or nine. I don't know, but I, I did. And that's, um, I, and it's funny cause I did a story and I got kind of, uh, I don't know, a couple years ago about the shift and everything. And, mm-hmm. um, I honestly, truly believe i think no i don't know what it was it was when the um astros the whole cheating scandal, oh yeah yeah you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and this is how good major league baseball players are uh, at this level is if the whole cheating scandal thing if if i knew what was coming every day for every pitch mm-hmm. i knew what was coming from the first not to say that they did because i don't know and i know that's right, right. Yeah, you, don't up, to... you know yeah. dirty laundry or whatever but if i knew what was bring coming up every time i went up to bat I knew what was coming. I did 400. Mm-hmm. Now look at your George Brett, Tony Gwynn's, Mike Trout's. I mean, yeah. these guys would hit 550. Uh, yeah. Because they are that talented. Right. And, you know, I said something like that. And like, oh, Kendall would hit 400. No, I mean, I I, I was a, a con- bat control guy. Mm-hmm. Um, getting back to the, or getting to the shifts now. If I had the shifts when I was there, but I mean, people have to, you have to work on it. And I'll give you an example is, um, Mike Moustakis, and I, and I, I know I'm going all over the place, so no, stop. You're, you're, you're fine. You're, you're kidding? This is this is like a uh, uh, childhood dream here. So no, keep talking. No, so uh, back in um, I don't even know what year it was. Mike Moustakis was um, he got sent down. He was in like 210, got sent back down to uh, AAA, and came back up. And uh, we really worked on him hitting the ball the other way because he had the big shift on. Mm-hmm. Ended up in 300, um, but we worked on it. Mm-hmm. We worked on it and people, uh, you know, I, I go moves. So next thing you know, you know, he's now he's with Cincinnati. He's banged up now, and but he, he's still playing. There's another guy that I'm not going to mention his name, but that's the same thing. Let's, let's go out and work every day. Every day, let's go out and work. And then, no, no, I don't want to. Well, he's out of baseball. Sure. Both left-handed yeah. hitters, both. Um, so you have to put the work into it. Now, I mean, when you see a, a cleanup guy saying, yeah, hey, I can't bunt. Well, was the last time you worked on it? Their eye-hand coordination yeah. at that big league level is like fighter pilot uh, stuff. I mean, that's yeah. the best way I can explain it. I mean, it's so good. That's why these guys are there. So I know I just took your whole show. No, no. just you, you are fine. Up. You are you are perfectly fine. Well, and, and I'm glad you brought that up too, even with the shift. But like, I, I you know, in Chicago in particular, and, and I'm sure in New York, they probably have this conversation and, and maybe in L.A. I don't know it quite as much there with the Dodgers. But like in Chicago, the, the, especially the Cubs, they cycle through hitting coaches like it's going out of style. We had, you know, John Maley and then Chili Davis, who I remember watching when I was a kid. And then you mm-hmm. had uh, Anthony Iaposi and now they have Greg Brown and the White Sox had Frank Manichino, and he was kind of taking some of the blame for some of the criticism this year. As a as a hitter, is such is a is such a good contact hitter as you were. 
how important is the hitting coach? Is that something where they're taking you aside to practice with you as well? Or is it more just listening from tips from them? Or how important is that hitting coach in a, in a major league roster or with the major league team these days, would you imagine? It's, it's very important because you're dealing with, you know, 10 to, I don't know, 15 different personalities, however many. I mean, it depends on if you carry 12 pitchers or 13, whatever. You're dealing with so many different personalities that um, because everybody's different. So it's very important. I mean, and it's like I, I was more of a, um, you know, when I was scuffling a little bit, I'd go and maybe do some early work, maybe. But I also I, I was also more um, locked in on what I could do that night for the pitcher uh, defensively than I was for and I then you go down. You have to mix the two up, but it's very it's very important. But you have to be um, stern, I guess, is the best way. I, I mean, to to describe it as far as being a hitting coach because, Hey, you need the work. Let's go. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I can, I can talk about the shifts, you know, the shifts like, dude, you're hitting two ten. Um, That's not good. I mean, I, I know that if I didn't have a three in front of my average, listen, everybody looks up at the scoreboard where you're in the box. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. If I didn't have a three in front, I, I was like, yeah, this is, this is awful. That was just my own mind. That was my own mindset. Obviously that's not um, everybody's mindset, but at the end of the day, the scoreboard is going to dictate everything. It really is. I mean, if, if you're, um, if there's, you're in a, I don't know, let's just say extra innings now with the runner on second base and um, you got guys hooking, you know, no outs, the guys got hooking balls over the third base dugout. You're not trying to get them over. There's a way to get them over. It's not like you feel, you drive the ball that way. These guys can drive the ball that way. Um, if it's a three, nothing game and they have a shift on and you have, you know, the base is loaded, the, Let's just say I'm just making stuff up. Go ahead and you know swing it. Yeah, get to the point where you can get something to drive and maybe it goes out. But um, you have to have the coaches there to actually be like, hey, this is what you need to do at this time. But the scoreboard is going to dictate it, and that it all goes back to what kids are taught nowadays from the little league on up. You'd be surprised at how many people don't know the little things about baseball. Um, because of, and it's not their fault. It's just, they were never taught. Right. Yeah. So it's, it, it's in a different area. And I mean, I, they're banning the shift in my mind, which is great Yeah. if they want to do that. But in my mind, why does a coach not saying, dude, go out and beat the shift. Yeah. You're yeah. hitting 210. How sense. do you do it? Well, you need to work on it. You can go out there at, at one o'clock every day when no one's in the stadium, mm-hmm. work on it. Yeah. If no one's over, because you have the ability to do that because you're in the big leagues, you have that good of eye-hand coordination, bat to ball, uh, and so go work on it. And to kind of just go further on that whole beat the shift aspect, I, I believe that just like you, but I've also seen the other side of the argument as well. It's hard to beat the shift when the pitcher's throwing 100 miles an hour. Um, is, is, is Does that play in a kind of a, is that actual a good excuse or is that just kind of bs from a fan's perspective i mean um, for a hitter it's an going excuse there. and it's bs because these guys again um yes everybody's throwing harder and they're a little bit more erratic than um so to say my era but i don't care who you are in the big leagues as a hitter if you see a hundred once or twice you're gonna get them especially if it's okay. straight now, if it's sinking all over the place, like the guy last night for the Yankees, good luck. I yeah. mean, I can't think of who it was, but it's like, geez, but it's moving. But if it's straight mm-hmm. and you see it two times, you'll get the timing down. 
you're going to get it. Now, like I said, two-seamer sinkers, a little bit different story. Um, but you can cheat to it. 95 to 100 is, I mean, yeah, obviously there's five miles an hour difference. But if you see it once, if you see it more than once, these hitters are that good and, and, and they're going to get it. Hmm. Okay. Nice. That's a good point. Um, Great question, so though. Oh, thanks. Um, <laughs> after our first interview, uh, someone in our network had uh, hoped that we had not brought this up, but your injury uh, that you suffered in 99, uh, I actually saw a video of it after someone had brought it up because I don't remember that. Um, that was probably one of the worst injuries I've ever seen on a baseball diamond, bar none. Um, but from a rehabbing from a serious injury like that are you with at, like at the team facilities do they send you as a specialist like what is that process like from a player's perspective having to rehab then damn you're like you're two for two man great questions uh <laughs> no you. You, know, you know what is um as soon as i was able to fly um which took about a month after i did it um i went home I couldn't just sit around the ballpark and, you know, have, so I, I had um, a great team with me in, in Los Angeles and I went home and I busted my butt. I mean, it was eight in the morning as soon, especially as, as soon as I could start, um, you know, walking, mm-hmm. uh, the walking. And the best thing that I did was walk on the sand. I mean, I, when I, when I could start walking um, or because, you know, you, your foot's given every which way. And yep. so all the muscles, um, so I'd go down to the beach and I'd walk, but, um, no, I busted my butt and um, it was every day. It was, but you have to want to get back. It, it was, yeah, it was a bad injury. It wasn't, um, I, I knew it wasn't going to be like career threatening because mm-hmm. I knew that the, the doctors at the time in the, I mean, it's not like it was back in 19, you know, 60. Right. Gee, they weren't gonna have I mean, they're going to throw, oh, you're, you're screwed now and just shoot me yeah. like a horse. <laughs> um, so, no, I busted my butt and, um, I had, I had good people around me, bottom line. And, um, that was, uh, it was one of those things that it was a freak accident. I fit first base however many times before that happened. And, um, I still though, to this day, think I was safe. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was safe. I think it was a, I mean, if they had replay, deserved it, right. If if they had the high def replay, I'd want to go back and look at it. Probably a lot of people would not want to go back and look at it. (laughs) See, I think, I think, Jason, that's why you were a professional baseball player and I'm a teacher and Vinny's an accountant and does finance (laughs) because my concern would have been whether or not my leg was still attached or my ankle was still attached. And your concern was I I was safe. You know, I was. Oh, my foot was on backwards. I mean, it was straight. It went through three. It went through two sanitaries and a a, a sock. My bone did. Oh, my God. It was was just a weird something. It was just a weird freak accident. Mm. Did, your first time back up to the plate, did that run through your mind at all as you were running down to first base? That maybe no. that could damn man, three for three. No. Um, <laughs> you, you, know what, you know what? It, it it it's kind of like um, what I was talking about. Uh, I can't compare it to that. Like judge thing, you know, you know, facing your own team and simulated games. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't. The first time I was in spring training and I grounded out and I hit first base with my foot. Mm-hmm. I knew I was fine. Mm-hmm. So okay. I, I I had to do it probably the first time in a game. And, and I, yeah. I, I do remember that um, it was in Braden's in Florida. It was like our first spring training game the following year. And um, I hit for rolled over to the shortstop. Like I've done so many times hit first base and I'm like, all right, I'm all right. Mm-hmm. Nice. 
kind of clears that mental that. memory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm curious, Jason. We we talked uh, last time we talked to you was I want to say right before the lockout ended for the MLB. So yes. one of the things that kind of came and I mean, me personally, I was kind of excited because I didn't really realize how rough some of the situations were. But for there was a little bit more given to the minor leaguers, right? They we're going to start to hopefully furnish them some living conditions, you know, providing a place to stay, kind of increasing maybe a little bit of revenue for the MILB and all that. As a former minor league yourself, I think you were in the minors for about four years. Does that sound right? Something like that. Something yeah. like that. Is there any, I don't know, not to air, like you said, air dirty laundry, but is there any interesting situations that you remember from like your either the housing they put you in for minor league camp or kind of you know what it was like to have to ride the ride the bus everywhere in terms of that or or you know is it maybe not as bad as you know it's made out to be so to speak i mean the bus rides yeah those are <laughs> they, they're kind of tough but um it's funny because we won the double a championship and, and our, our manager at the time and this was uh, 1995 i think um well, we were playing Orlando and we were in Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, it was like a 10 hour bus ride. And, you know, because when the playoffs, the, the um, mm-hmm. ownership was like, yeah, I'll just fly him. And our manager's <laughs> like, no, 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 no. We're going to do th- th- things the same way. And we're like, whoa, what time? We ended up driving. But um, yeah, no, there, there's some uh, long bus rides. Um, you're on your own. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you, apartment wise, you know, when I was first drafted, I was 17 years old. Um, I remember I graduated on a Thursday and, um, all my boys and everything went like, this, I don't know, that Monday to Mazatlan or my friends went for their senior trip. And I went to Bradenton, Florida. And um, it was, if you're a higher pick, it's, yeah, I mean, you're going to have something in the bank. If you're not, mm-hmm. it's tough. I mean, I was very fortunate to to have um, some money. And plus my, you know, my parents and, um, you know, they, they helped me out when needed. And so, but no, it's tough. You, you you're you're literally leaving um the high school where you know it's one of them. my kids know how to do laundry my kids know how to do i mean because they, they're i mean i have two in college now but it's something that i really didn't know how to do. i mean i kind of did but i mean it was yeah. uh you had two bunk beds it was a pirate city now it's it, trust me now it's a lot different um you had two bunk beds uh top bottom and four or three other roommates one um one bathroom, two sinks. Go get them, Oof. and um, three pay phones. And I remember uh, out in uh, Bradenton, Florida, like in the summer, it was. I mean, the mosquitoes—they weren't mosquitoes; they're like pterodactyls. Yeah. <laughs> you had to, you had to like wear hooded shirts when you're on the payphone when you're waiting in line for the because these things would come down and like get you in the neck, and it's you have a welt on your neck. <laughs> You'd lose ten pounds. Uh, going to the, the the pay phone to try to call home just to say hello <laughs> uh, when you had a chance to get the, the the phone when somebody wasn't on it but um no i mean it's i i it, i couldn't be happier for for um the minor league uh kids now because it does give them a little bit of guidance you're not just throwing them into the wolves and because they should be worried about just playing baseball and not have to worry about um you know, little things. Uh, how do I get a couch in here? Because I don't have anything in here. How do I get a TV? I mean, it's because, I mean, obviously it's a different era and, and mm-hmm. you know, obviously you have to, to look at that, but, uh, <laughs> but it was also unbelievable learning experiences for me. I mean, it was, it was things that I think kind of made me who I was and you have to really, really love this game 
to 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 be in the minor. And that's why you, when you hear these stories about um, players that you know have spent so much time in the minor leagues and they get to the big leagues, it, it's it's the coolest thing to me ever because I lived it. And, you know, when they've, you know, they say, oh, he's been 10 years in the minor leagues, man, that's an awesome, awesome story. Yeah. I wish people yeah. could make more of a bigger thing about that, which I'm sure they do. But I mean, it's, it's something really, really special because it is a grind. Mm-hmm. It is a grind. Mm-hmm. And um, you have to learn how to, to uh, you have to learn how to put the game, your rest, uh, you have to learn how to, it's kind of like college. I didn't go to college. My son's doing it right now. And it's like, Hey dude, you have to put your, get your priorities straight. What, when can you do this? When can you do that? And when can you do this? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, it, focus it all around your schooling as far as for my son, but sure. I, for, for myself, it was, um, it was baseball. I mean, you know, like right now my son's playing um, baseball at Washburn university. And, and it's like, you have to make sure that, you have your routine, I guess, sure. to, say, to where you, I mean, when are you going to spend time with your friends? When are you going to spend time, um, you know, working out, et cetera, et cetera. And, then, and but now today it, everything's so it's kind of set there for you. It's just a matter if you right. follow it or not. Yeah. It's, it's it definitely, I would imagine it's probably more regimented too, where yes. there's, there's less free time too. So you probably, you know, yes. try and keep them from getting in trouble and things Without like that. <laughs> Without a doubt. I mean, the, yeah. the, the there's a, there's a reason there's only 20,000, 25,000 big leaguers that ever put on a big league uniform. There is a, definitely a reason. And that's, uh, it's one thing to get drafted. It's one thing, but I mean, to get to the big leagues and then there's another thing to get to the big leagues, but to get yeah. to the big leagues and stay, it's, uh, it's I, not as easy as what everybody thinks. No, yeah. I, I, going off of what you said too, about, you know, the guys that toil in the minors for, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years, and then they finally make it like, I can't imagine the wherewithal and the drive you have to have to keep going. Cause I mean, I think mm-hmm. like most people would be like, you know what, after what, three or four years, five years of still being in maybe single A or double A, depending on how good you are, they're like, Oh God, I, I need to go get a real, not a real job. That's the wrong connotation, but like, I need to go get something where I can make more money than I am in the minors. Yeah. Like I can't even imagine yeah. what that's like. So that, that, you know what? And that's why I, I got out of baseball for, um, I don't know. I think it was 2019 for a little bit is because I always told myself that if I ever make enough money to where I can, and I have kids to where I can, I don't have to do anything mm-hmm. I because I, I'll never forget my, my dad played 12 years in the big leagues um, for the Padres, Red Sox, Indians. And when he came home, he was working construction, working UPS. Yep. I never saw him. Yeah. And it, it, but those guys are also the ones who, who went through, I think he went through maybe, two strikes and a lockout or I, I, I can't think off the top sure. of my head, but I mean, for the players to get the the stuff that they got, you know, Meyer and today and everything. So yep. one thing that, you know, players now, they, they can't ever forget what, um, what the players before them did. Oh yeah. They, they mm-hmm. paved the way for them, you know, so that's a really good point. Yeah. Yep. Go ahead, Vinny. You want to talk about managers? Yeah. Um, so David Ross is the skipper of the Cubs. Uh, the White Sox have an opening, uh, some names that have been, mentioned in rumors is AJ Brzezinski, Bruce Bochy, and Joe Madden. Um, all of those guys have catching backgrounds. Um, you know, Joe Girardi was the Yankees manager for a while, was with the Phillies this year. What makes a catcher uh, a good candidate to be uh, a manager? Uh, well, I think first and foremost is is 
it's such I mean, you have to know the game and, and you have to deal with both sides of the ball, obviously, as everybody does. But um, when everybody is is who's the only person that everybody's looking at? It's the catcher. You have any other guys looking at you. And it's it's really funny. It's kind of crazy. It's like I say if, if I were catching and I had some bad type of body language or I didn't like something subconsciously, you're going to see. Or if I struck out and, and I took that bad body language back to the plate, mm-hmm. subconsciously you're going to, they're not going to mean to do it, but you're going to see the bad body language come out with everybody else. I mean, you're, you're always under the microscope, but you're, you, you know, the game, um, you know, the different personalities from pitching to um, that's why you see so many um, mm-hmm. big league catchers, ex big league catchers uh, as managers, because you're right there. You're right there. And obviously they can see you, but you can see them. You, yeah. you see, and so you, and you have to know all the, you have to know everything. And because you are kind of the captain and in my mind, um, this is the toughest position in all of sports. I don't, that's, you know, obviously, um, yeah, yeah. I did it, but I mean, it really is. It, it's, you have to be a, a, uh, quarterback. You have to be able to, to go into the dugout and handle certain things, whether you see a guy not, it, making an effort you have to be able to do that but i think first and foremost you have to get the trust of your pitching staff and i think we all know that um i don't care what anybody says pitching is the name of the game you can have i mean it's if you don't have pitching you're not gonna um and that's as a catcher you have to get that pitching to where they trust you and it, it takes a while so yes i mean as far as the managing openings that are there when uh the the big league uh, the ex big league um, catchers that are in, it's it it just comes natural. It comes it, the flow is a little bit more um, easier to them because they've been there, they've done that, and um, they know how to handle the the, uh, the pitchers, which makes and runs the game. I'm I'm curious since you brought up the playoffs, who do you is there somebody you're kind of watching? Who do you think takes it the rest of the way? I know for me, and- I was I was so excited to see the Mariners make it. I really like Scott Service. I, I love that. Oof, yeah, yeah, well, bringing um, uh, um, no, I mean, and, and again, bullpen. Yeah, the the first game of the series, bringing in um, I um, I know, I know who you're talking uh, about. Yeah, God, I can't I, think of his name at the moment, but yeah, Cy Young won it last year. For- oh, Ro- uh, Robbie Ray, Robbie, Robbie Ray, Ray. Ray, yeah. Um, to face him, I mean, it, 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 you know what? If he gets him out, it's a completely yeah. different. It, it, it doesn't. Yeah. This, this topic's not even thought of, but it's a different mentality from your bullpen guys to your starters. Yeah. Here, go out and get him out. Oh, okay, well, I'm going to do what I do. Here, oof. Um, that that one. Um, yeah, what it, it is. What, <laughs> it was, yeah. It is what it is, but um, I'm, I'm telling you, it goes back to what I was saying earlier. The the days off that you've had, Padres and um, Phillies, they yeah, didn't have any days off. They've been all of September. Think about it. They've been, I mean, especially the Phillies, they've been busting their butt to try to make mm-hmm. yeah the playoffs. To try to get, I don't, they didn't care what seed they had. They're just trying to just, just make survive. it. Yeah. Um. So. Going into that now, okay, they they beat uh, the, the Padres beat the Mets, right? And then um, yep. I'm trying to think of the Phillies beat the uh, Bra- uh, Cardinals. The, the Cardinals. They haven't stopped playing. 
Yeah, I mean, they, 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 not, nor did the, the Cardinals or the, I mean, you know, really, but and they, those guys had, you know, the Blue Jays, they all had home field advantage, but these guys were going out on a just balls to the wall mm-hmm. for the last, mm-hmm. for all of September, pretty much. Yeah. And now let, let's go. That's why I, this Yankee um, Astro uh, series, it'll be interesting. Judge didn't, he, he finally get going a little bit. So did everybody else. Yeah. Um, but they they clinched the division last night. You don't have time to sit there and celebrate with champagne. This, champagne no, it's, that. It's I mean, go time the next day, yeah. and let's go. Yeah. And because of all those those um, rainouts, it's going to be straight. I think I think they said they had one travel day. I, I don't. You're right. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. I mean, the Astros, in my opinion, are probably the best team on paper and pitching and mm-hmm. bullpen and, but. That's the beauty about the playoffs. It really is. It's anything yeah. can happen at any time. And you can get one guy hot. But I have a feeling the Yankees are going to be playing a little bit different baseball than what they did with the Indians um, this next series coming up. But now, like the Phillies and Padres, man, you talk about – I, I will yeah. say the only thing that I can say that I truly believe is if Juan Soto gets hot, Mm-hmm. And does yeah. and it's Juan Soto, which I don't think he has been. Not yet. Since not he, since since he has has been in San Diego. If Juan Soto gets hot, like if he's Juan Soto again, that was with the Washington Nationals. Yeah, Padres got the whole thing because in my mind, he's he's the best um, pure hitter in all the game. I, I I would love to see as somebody who and I know we talked about Tony Gwynn earlier, who loved what Tony Gwynn could do. I, it was. It's just so cool to see. And, and granted, with the expanded wild card, it's so nice to see other teams besides your typical Yankees, Dodgers. You know, no, it's it's. You know, it, that's the beauty about it. Just getting there. Yeah. And I will say this. You know how I finally figured out how to get Tony Gwynn out? How's that? Throw a four seam fastball right down the middle of the plate. He'll roll over to second base. The only way to get him out. Really? I, what I beat the out of my my head like i don't know how to get this guy out anything off the plate or on the black knock <laughs> knock knock bomb i i'll never forget i'm like i, I think it was, was i go just throw a four seam fastball down the middle see what he does i sure as can be roll over to second base really i i still remember that season him and larry walker were going back and forth for they were like flirting with 400 and i just remember like this is incredible to see you know, and then uh, obviously it didn't pan out, but still they, they ended up really, really, really uh, high betting yeah, for that season. Fun to watch. Uh, before we get you out of here, I, I have to ask, you mentioned your, your story about being in Japan. Uh, okay. Yes. We got, we got yes, to hear that yes. before we let you go. All right. So uh, I know you guys are Chicago guys. And, um, and so this is 98, the um, mm-hmm. McGuire, the, the home run chase, which this whole thing was supposed to be about. And I told you, I apologize for You're fine. Oh, you're this fine. fine. You're fine. So we all go. Um, Sosa's on the team. And um, we're out there. And uh, he made a little bit more money than all of us. Um, and McGuire <laughs> had a little more. They offered McGuire a little more, and he said he didn't want it. But so Sosa's out there. Just what a good dude. Now, I, I, I don't know him off the field. I just know him from those and playing against him. Sure. Um, but uh, so we're in, we're playing our first game and it's, a, um, and something happened in the game where stuff, somebody threw something under somebody's neck. And, and I remember one of their players slid in a little hard. I think no more Garcia par was playing um, second right. or short side of the time. I'm sorry. Okay. And it was, it was like, 
all right, guys, you know, we're out there having, it was our first game, having fun, this and that. Somebody got dropped. I can't remember who it was. Um, and then some, one of their guys slid really, really hard into, uh, put it this way, Ichiro wasn't even in Seattle yet. Wow. <laughs> so this is that long ago. Okay. Yep. And then um, I think it's like a 1-1 game. It's a tie game in the um, the, the the last inning. Uh, I think we have one or two guys on. And um, Sosa gets buzzed. So now you have – now it's not – this ain't fun anymore. No, not anymore. Yeah. Competitive guys in – um in a yeah it's fun 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 but we're t- time out now now you get yeah. the, um, the uh, starting the uh testosterone going so especially <laughs> get dropped and um so now we're chirping at them and obviously they can't understand us we can't understand them but i mean and now it's like all right you know you woke us up you woke us up yeah next pitch sammy hits a ball to right field i i mean i want to say like 15 20 rows back mm. And it was like you—you you talk about like one in the World Series. This yeah. is supposed to be just a fun, yeah, you know, exhibition it's style. Competitive, yeah. and you know it's it's great for them to see us and us to see them and da 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 da. And how you doing? No, it was none of that. Um, <laughs> there were certain things that happened during the game, but Sosa hit a ball. I mean, we just went nuts, and he gets on home plate, and you know he just says, "Hey, thank you." Because it was weird because when you hit a home run or something, somebody was there to put some to give you a present or something like that. Oh wow! It, it was, oh, it was funny. I can't remember the exact thing, but he gets on and you know they bows and gets like a, a I don't know roses or something sure. like that. I don't know what it was, and then just everybody just goes nuts. And so it was funny because he, they woke us up. I think that was yeah. my story. But we're talking about Sosa McGuire, and I just I'll never forget that. Is um, he got dropped? Somebody else earlier, like I said, got dropped, and somebody tried to crush Garcia part second. We're like, oh, this is getting a little bit. Yeah. Now you have the guy that just took the one of the guys that just took the the, the world and made baseball this and that and right. um boy it was it was one of those uh, uh goosebump moments yeah that, that you see and it was it was just awesome he he took his roses and then the rest of the team it was just one of those <laughs> like if you picture like a like the the nineteen eighty hockey team when they yes yeah it, it was yes. one of those type things and this is supposed to be an exhibition <laughs> game so. Well, and, and, I mean, and I mean that—that's like a hockey thing right there, where someone takes a run at one of your guys. You get, this you get it, well, yeah. You get that momentum. You get that, like, all right, we're not putting up with this anymore. And it, yeah, like you said, I, it, it wasn't. I remember because you know a lot of the you know big league baseball, baseball here in America's it's it's the best that there is. I mean, there's it's it's the best yeah. in the world. Um, and obviously, you know, Japan and obviously they're all some good players, but it was like a ninety-five higher by him right next to you know his his, whoa wait wait a minute who's this guy and now that i look i think about it who knows who what hell maybe it was shohei i don't know how old he was then but (laughs) i don't even know if he was probably like 10 then but um no it was it was a cool moment so that's my social story that's awesome. He, that's well, a good one. Sho- Shohei's another one. I would, I would take him. Oh. Uh, I would take him yeah. on a, as a Cub too, any day of the week. But um. yeah, well, he's, I'll tell you what, what a what a talent! Holy cow! I, I I've never seen anything like it. I mean, I don't think anybody has. But no, no, I that's so special. Like- it, it it's like you know that little league or varsity that the guy that could play two positions because everyone did at that point and then now to do it to not only do it but to do it that well at the mm-hmm. best league and the best the best level you can I. You know what? What's more impressive to me is the days that he pitches and he hits. Yeah. That's like that's something cool because, yeah. I mean, you're I don't know, you're, you're, there's so much that goes into 
a major league baseball game on a, on a daily basis. And now you got to pitch and hit. I mean, there's so much preparation that goes, goes into it that uh, it's, it's pretty impressive. Well, Jason, again, thank you so much. I, I, I'm sure we'll try and bother you again in the future. Whenever guys, man, because uh, this, this has been awesome. Like, you know, like like you said, we, I would just be like, all right, let's just talk baseball for an hour. And, and we, we would, we would definitely, we'd, we'd still need more time. So, Thank you again for for giving us an hour of your time. Um, you know, best of luck going forward. Whatever you end up doing, I got my shirt, man. Yeah, if if you're Looks watching great. the YouTube, the video version of this, uh, check out bonfire.com/slash/baseball and whatever. You can get this. You can get the same shirt Jason Kendall is wearing right now. If if that's not enough reason to buy it, I don't know what is. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you again. We'll be in touch, uh, Vinny. Anything else before we uh, say goodnight? for the night nope just thanks again for coming on jason absolutely yes. time, guys. you guys Appreciate are good. a ton for sure and uh, Very yeah, if you have any breaking news down the road you need to uh break you let us I'll know you text all right sounds good all right for Vinny, for, for me there's jason we are baseball and whatever thanks again for listening guys and have a good night see you You're still here? It's over. Go home.